Hey guys, it's Bryson here. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Title Talk. Today we're joined by Alonzo NFL on Twitter. He's going to talk to us about the Dolphins review. We're going to talk about some Julian Edelman return, some Colts talk, and then later in the podcast we're joined by my funny friend Connor Boris from Patch Chat. So stick around, listen to Connor Boris, and thanks for listening to Title Talk today. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Bryson here, and I'm back after a Patriots win against the Dolphins. Big-time blowout. We love to see it, and I'm here with my main man, Alonzo. What's going on, Alonzo? Uh, I thought the Patriots were going to uh, lose yesterday. You did? I don't I remember did. that. I picked it. I, I picked it I don't on think here. there's any – I don't think there's – I think I deleted that. I think I cut it. Yeah, oh, you <laughs> that. Okay. Yeah, we, we like to see that, I guess. <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked at yesterday, to be completely, totally honest. And I shouldn't have been. Like it's Dolphins, Pats. Dolphins three and zero. Pats one and two. We should have seen it coming, if we've watched the last nineteen. But I really thought we were going to lose that game. So I'm, I'm happy now. I'm pleasantly surprised. You know what? I think after yesterday, um. I think me, probably both of us need to, need to apologize to somebody on this podcast. Dwayne Allen? Yeah. I mean, we need uh, to apologize to Dwayne Allen. I mean, we he... before, before this game, we were – well, specifically, me, it was attack for questioning Dwayne Allen's value on the Patriots. <laughs> and, you know, after this game, I just really saw the light. He had – I mean, just he, he eviscerated one guy. Oh, he had block. an incredible just oh, yeah. killed that. Him. He had that, but I don't know if you saw this, but he also caught a screen pass. And it was really cool because he caught the ball. It was on his and wait, yeah, Dwayne Allen, by the way, Dwayne he caught, Allen. He caught the ball. Like he actually caught the ball. But what happened was caught the a ball. defensive tackle actually uh, caught him. He chased him down <laughs> and caught him with green grass in front of him, Shaq Mason in the center. Also, David Andrews uh, blocking 20 – like, it would have been a touchdown, but, you know, Dwayne Allen, and he tried to juke a defensive tackle instead of running him to the sideline. But, you know, I just don't get it. I just don't understand I, Dwayne Allen's value, and he's just so valuable to the team. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't know this. Actually, you know what? I watched that play. I thought it was Cam Fleming. <laughs> I thought Cam Fleming had come back. He'd lined up as an eligible tight end. I was having those flashbacks. Yeah, Nate Solder was a better tight end than – than Dwayne Allen ever was in the receiving game. Nate Solder, I'm pretty sure, same amount of receiving touchdowns yep. as a Patriot as Dwayne he Allen. Does. Pretty he sure. does. You're correct. And, well, but, you know, Dwayne Allen, like yesterday, crushing edge block, killed a guy. That, in and of itself, worth $3.8 million. Yep. Totally. It just it, is. And if you don't, if you don't think that. You're stupid. You don't, you don't know football. Know football emoji. You're stupid. You don't know football with the emoji. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real thing, man. That's the real thing. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. You know, it's kind. Of, it's going to be really easy. We're going to keep this kind of brief because, like, everyone played good essentially, but uh, Dwayne Allen. So let's go. Well, another guy. Another guy. We'll get to him. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll start off with the defense. So, like, the secondary was elite was super elite, and I was worried before the game. I know you were too. Just because the Dolphins had so much speed, they had Stills, uh, Grant, and Wilson, 
And all these guys are really fast, and, and they had running backs who could catch. We figured they would stretch the field horizontally and beat the Patriots like other teams did, and the secondary just clamped them up. J-Mac was good. J.C. Jackson played. He was good. Gilmore was good. Everyone was really good, obviously. And, and even the linebackers like Lane and Roberts and Hightower, they covered well. Like, everyone played well. Yeah, I think really the secondary is where we have to give most of right. the credit yep. to because – I mean, those guys, we've said it for really the whole offseason that that could be the strength of not only the defense, but to a certain point, the team. I mean, you look around the secondary, there's no true weak spot. John Jones is elite Elite. in the slot. Gilmore is elite as a press man um, cover corner outside. And J-Mac, I guess, now is the number two with Roe Hurt. J-Mac is a very solid number two. Um, there's there's no weak spot. The safeties are great. Uh, it's really tough to pick one of those guys to just pick on. And I think yesterday you saw that. You saw that because Miami, we talked about this before the game, they don't have any one guy you can key on. At the same time, they could, they're built in a way that if there's a weak part of your secondary or your team, since similar sort of talent level, they can exploit that. And like yesterday, we did not see any of that at all. Like Miami, I think there was a point pretty deep into the third quarter, maybe even early fourth quarter, where Sony Michelle had more rushing yards than Miami had total offense. And it was just that type of performance from the defense. And I think it starts with the secondary, and we'll get to Trey Flowers and Patrick Chung. Those guys, their returns, we, I think, underestimated just how important they were or, or are, I should say, to the team last week uh, when they didn't play and even against Jacksonville. But it's pretty clear those guys are two players that they don't have anyone who can replace them at all. Um, they're just so valuable in what they do. And I think we saw that yesterday. And I think we'll continue to see it and we'll see growth a little more gradually throughout the season. Yeah, I agree. The trickle down from especially Flowers not playing is really huge because you have a guy like Adrian yeah. Claiborne who probably has to play the edge and he's just not too good at it. And Flowers was extremely good yesterday. I know there was one specific play where the tight end just tackled Trey Flowers. <laughs> he tackled <laughs> he's him. Like, no, he tackled you. him. Here's my TFL for the day. Fuck you, Trey Flowers. <laughs> just fucking manhandled Trey Flowers to the ground. But, yeah, Trey Trey Flowers is excellent. Chung was excellent, as always, covering the tight end. And we love to see it. Lawrence Guy was excellent. Danny Shelton was also really good. Lawrence Guy is elite. Lawrence Guy. He's elite. He's he's a pretty good guy. He – all right, here's a case. Here's a case. Lawrence Guy has maybe been our best defensive player all season. He's been a monster every single game, even when the rest of the defense has sucked. Yeah, he's been really good. He has come in – and he has been just a rock on the interior. He's been great for us. Yep. Yeah, he really has. He's been extremely good. He's one of the only players that has been able to shed blocks and just create those holes for the linebackers. But the other guys like Hightower, Shelton, they were, even Malcolm Brown had a play where he got off blocks pretty well. That was the, kind of the problem in weeks two and three with the run, with the run defense. And yeah. these guys were doing exactly like that. They were shedding blocks getting penetration. The secondary was allowing them to get home on the rush. It was really nice, really nice. Yeah, absolutely. It was such a – like, I think 
what was so frustrating about the previous two weeks is that we thought or, or we knew or we thought we knew that this team, this defense had upgraded dramatically just talent-wise from last season. And yet they were playing almost exactly to the level where they were at last year, where they were trash. They were horrible. And this week, I think you just saw this defense is maybe a little more talented. Maybe even it'll prove to be a lot more talented than last year's team. But really, at the end of the day, there was no reason for them to be performing as poorly as they were. And now I think, you know, first month of the season, it's done. It's always kind of a feel-out month. Now I think we'll start to see what this team is really truly made out of in on all three phases. Yeah, me too. And this was a good test for the Patriots. This wasn't some scrub team. Granted, Miami, yeah. Miami probably won't end up in the playoffs they could, but they're still a decent team. And they, ha- they produced a whole lot of big plays, and they had none of that. Like, there was no and, big plays. No plays at all. And, you know, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's one thing. Like, people will say that it's a trash team, the Dolphins suck, well, uh, you know, whatever. And Miami, they might not make the playoffs. Right now they're 3-1, and one, and their offense is exactly the type of offense that always gives the Patriots trouble. They try to attack horizontally. Um, quarterback, I don't think Tannehill's great, but he's a smart quarterback. Gase, great game plan coach. Um, he's had a lot of success in the past against the Pats. And yesterday they just could not get anything going. I think throughout the game, I just remember like the first play of the game where John Jones almost picked off a pass, um, went through his hands, and a couple of Amendola plays, and then garbage time, and that was it. That was it. They couldn't get anything going. And even if you were expecting a win, like I know you predicted, we weren't expecting that type of defensive performance. Like that was really, to be honest, to me, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was really excellent, and it was the best defensive performance we've probably seen in a good while. Like, I was asking, what's the last? When's yep. the last time we saw a good Patriots defensive performance like this? Was the Titans playoffs first half? I mean, I yeah, maybe. Like, I think what was so unique about yesterday is that a lot of the times teams will score what seven, seven's an extreme, but say thirteen. 16 points on the bats and it'll be in the stat sheet, I guess on the scoreboard, a good defensive performance, but that team will have moved the ball. They will have had some success. They will have done a couple things and the Patriots just, they kind of buckled down the red zone. What was unique about yesterday is that Miami could not move the ball. Like they could not get first downs at all. And that type of performance, I mean, you could say the Titans game, from the playoffs last year, I was thinking maybe the Rams game in 2016 Falcons? when Goff was a rookie. I guess maybe maybe that one uh, is a little comparable, but this week, I mean, Miami definitely unique in that sense. Yeah, for sure. We love to see it. And also something that Alonzo definitely loves to see is John Simon tearing it up on the edge in the limited snaps he had. He was really good. And guys oh my guys God. like Rivers, Keontae Davis, who started or played in these couple games, 
are out and inactive because John Simon's in. And you see why. We said he would be good immediately, and he was. He set the edge. The motor. fast. Yeah, he was, he's really good, man. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he might be forced to play a little bigger role if Alain Roberts is out for a while with his – got kind of nicked up at the end of the game. I think if if Roberts is forced to miss time, it wouldn't surprise me – there's two ways they could go. They could go just plug Nicholas Grigsby in there, or they could move Van Noy and Hightower just off the ball for good and and try to play Simon a little bit in the role Van Noy's played uh, for the first month of the season just as an athletic edge guy um, who adds like a different dimension than like a Trey Flowers on the edge. So... We we could see Simon grow into a little bigger of a role. Uh, I think he'll he'll definitely make an impact in some way, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He made an impact yesterday. I think one of the first few snaps he had a pressure on Tannehill on third down, and Tannehill threw the ball out of bounds. He crushed him. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice. You love to see that. You do, especially me, because I've been pleading the Pats to go after him for a solid five months. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad it turned out the way it did. Not glad it cost us Bentley, but, hey, I mean, I get to say I was right about a really <laughs> obscure midseason pickup, so we do love that. You know what obscure midseason pickup I loved? Mark, nah, I don't know. Nah. Josh Gordon. <laughs> Oh, that's not obscure. <laughs> that's not obscure. Come on. Josh Gordon. I thought you were going to go like Jonathan Casillas. <laughs> no, fuck you. We're going to have Key Mayors. <laughs> no, but. I do love Josh Gordon, though. Holy shit. You know, yesterday when he was active, it felt so surreal. Like, we've been wanting, jo- like, we as in Pats fan, <laughs> been wanting jo- Josh Gordon on the Patriots for like five years. And. Now, literally, yes, five years. and now he's yes. literally on the Patriots. And once he was in the game, he had two catches for like thirty-six yards or thirty-two yards, whatever it was. But he was in the game. He looked good. He drew a couple penalties. He had an excellent block. He he was really good. And I cannot wait for the weeks to come where they're going to give him little and little bit more workload each week. And eventually, they pull out the Josh Gordon package, and he absolutely dominates because he's going to. He looked really good, dude. Yeah, and did you see what Brady said about him? He today? loves them. We love it on the radio. He he he's like, I knew Josh knew what he was doing. He was really confident. Ooh. He had that look in his eye. He had that look in his eye. Oh my god, that sober look. And his you know pupils what? Weren't dilated. You... <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. He was not drunk in the huddle, <laughs> as opposed to his Cleveland tenure. Uh, no, but really. You've seen reporting like that about Gordon since he got here. I think a, like a bunch of beat writers, I know Tom Curran said this on, on Quick Slants and he's written about it. McDaniel said it in a conference call after the Detroit game. Um, Belichick kind of alluded to it in a press conference. Gordon hasn't had much trouble picking the offense up. Like that nope. doesn't appear to be an issue for him. He won't ever be caught up like Philip Dorsett or Chris Hogan is in terms of knowledge of the system. But with his talent level, I think he more than can make up for it. Uh, 
just in the ultimate impact of what he does. And the the fact that Brady's already showing confidence in him, throwing to him three times on third down is very telling to me. Yeah, me too. He was in the right spots. Brady loves him. He's got his eyes in the playbook all week. You just love to see it because at the end of the season, I think Josh Gordon's going to show his top five wide receiver potential. He is, and uh, I don't know. Like, I've just been trying to figure out when they just unleash Josh Gordon because it's coming at some point. Josh Gordon will – he's going to unleash himself. The more snaps he plays, right. the more catches he's, he's – Brady's going to go to him. So the more snaps he plays, the more catches he's going to get. Just We're just going to have to wait till he gets a full workload. Yeah. Actually, like a, a funny story from yesterday's game. Right before Patterson's touchdown, I had a tweet that I was about to send. It said, get Cordero Patterson off the field <laughs> – he should not be playing over Josh Gordon. I don't care if Josh Gordon knows how to run two plays in this offense. Cordero Patterson might know less than that. Get him off the field. And then, of course. And then he burns Xavier Howard. Exactly. Xavier Howard, whatever his name is. Then he goes 55 <laughs> yards to the house. I'm glad to be wrong. I'm very glad to be wrong. Uh, for all the shit we've given Cordero Patterson, still looks better than Chris Hogan. Oops. I'm going to let that one settle for a little bit because right now, right now I want to talk about our main man. We, we're the number one stands of the Sony Michelle. No, 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 You've, you've said that you would basically eat a shoe if the guy's good because he's cross-eyed. He deserves an apology from you. He deserves an apology. He deserves an apology. I've been saying be patient. He's going to be all right, getting his legs under him. No, no. Guy took one hand off in Jacksonville, and you were like, he's cross-eyed. He's a bust. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not sliding there. Oh, man, we hate it. The fuck? <laughs> Pull the tapes. I didn't say that. Uh, those tapes are no, bad, but... I guess. <laughs> No, but Sony did look really good yesterday, but way better than last week. His vision was a lot better, and he just he just his cuts were better. He just looked more comfortable in the offense, which is really good to see. And he had a lot of big runs. Trent Brown was, you know, being Trent Brown and the best left pushing tackle Sony in the NFL to, to the touchdown. Yeah, the best, the, the best left tackle in the NFL, right? Uh, yeah, Sony like the guy had not played since August or like late July, early August, whatever. And they just threw him out there against Jacksonville and against Detroit. They gave him the ball every single time he was in the game. That's just, I mean, he needed to get his legs under him and they needed to be not as predictable with his usage. And two games in, like they, they actually try to run a little bit more of their offense yesterday, normally. And it worked. He looked good. And for me, like, I feel like I, with Sony, I saw good signs from him in Jacksonville and in Detroit. Like, he was running hard. There wasn't much room for him to run, especially against Jacksonville. Detroit, even the offensive line was so atrocious that even there it was tough. Like, the guy was still falling forward. He was gaining a lot of yards after contact. He was getting what was there and then falling forward, getting a little more. 
And yesterday, I think I saw a stat, he had more than 60 yards come after contact yesterday. For a guy that's billed or that was billed when he came out by a lot of draft people as kind of a scat back, that's pretty impressive stuff. And I think for me, the question now becomes when or will they eventually start using him a little more in the passing game? Because as a runner, I think he's going to be fine. He's going to be good. And he's going to have his role. And James White's going to have his role. And like in 2016, when they only had really, for most of the season at least, until Lewis came back, they only had Blunt and White. Now it's going to be Michelle and White. But I think Michelle offers a lot more upside just as a pass catcher. And I'm curious to see when or if they tap into that. Well, they might have to wait a little bit because his cross on just really helps him in the run game. But once you turn <laughs> around and follow that ball, it gets tough. <laughs> oh, man. It, the, like, do you see the pictures of him in his, like, his uniform, though? He still looks kind of <laughs> weird. I'm not going to lie. He looks he, – <laughs> he played great, but he looks a little weird. Yeah, he does. Also, I think another thing that we said was like he looked really fluid catching the ball in college. He yeah. didn't catch the ball a whole lot, but he did look really fluid. And I think he is. But right now, he's just not really comfortable on where he should be and where he shouldn't be in the offensive yeah. passing game. Yeah, like I'm like I think it eventually comes, but for sure, right now it's tough to to say like get him involved in the passing game. No, just keep it as simple as possible for him and then let him grow into more of a role if they plan on using him like that at all, which I would assume they do. Uh, but yeah, he just very promising from him. And then James White can't say enough about James White, man. This is his offense. James White's offense. It's his offense. He's the man. He is the man. The man. Did you see that? Did you see that run? Please tell me you saw that run. Where James White just obliterated ankles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He – man, it's it's hard for me to love a player as much as I love James White. I mean, that guy, for as dependable as he is and as, like, his dependability, I guess, is his number one trait, he'll make, like, three or four plays in a game where you just go, whoa, Wow. And, like, that's just – it's so rare. And he's the best. I think if you want to understand how much I love James White and why I love James White the way I do, go look up anything Tom Brady has said about James White in the past three years <laughs> because he loves him, I think, more than I do. You know what I love? Josh Gordon? I do. <laughs> I love the sound – of, I love the sound of the wind in the air, which is also the sound that Chris Hogan made yesterday oh. during the game. Which is oh. nothing. Oh, Hogan slander. It is pretty. It is pretty spooky outside. It's October, so maybe Hogan's just taking on the role of the ghost. He just wants to be the ghost <laughs> on the team. Yeah, that's. We should tweet that. We should get. We should get <laughs> out in front Hogan. of that. We should. We should get. We should get out in front of that. Tweet tweet out <laughs> if anyone has any Photoshop abilities. Tweet us at Bryson NFL at Alonzo NFL. Tweet us Chris Hogan with like a ghost cape on or something, <laughs> and we could put that in for Halloween. 
This guy has been. Yeah, I'm going to dress up as Chris Hogan. Horrible. He's been god awful for the whole season. Like, I remember Jeff Howe had the report before the season that they'd had preliminary talks on an extension, but Hogan wanted more money because number two receivers are now making around the $8 million a year range. Like, Chris Hogan's a number three or number four receiver. I, he plays one solid corner. He's completely eliminated from the game. He's a non-factor. Like, he's just not very good, man. He's not very good. And I tweeted yesterday he should be on healthy scratch watch once um, Gordon's fully acclimated and Julian Edelman is, like, back and doing his thing. And I'm dead serious about that because, like, if they're going to dress more – I don't know how they're going to dress five receivers. But Hogan is – I think clearly a level below what a lot of people thought he was and maybe even below a guy like Dorsett, a guy like um, definitely Gordon Edelman. And Patterson has that special teams value, so we'll see. I know people, the fantasy guys at the ringer were pumping up Hogan's value. I don't know if you heard about this. Oh, it wasn't just the ringer. It wasn't just the ringer. It was everyone. Like Evan Silva would scold you if you told him that that Chris Hogan wasn't that good. It's like, oh, oh no, oh, no, wasn't that good? Well, look what he did through seven games last year. Well, yeah, when he's a complimentary piece, he's good, but suddenly he's a featured part of the offense and he stinks because teams can key on him. What makes a, a special player special is being able to do things when a defense is actually preparing for you instead of you as just a supporting kind of role player. And to be honest, like he, he probably had the most disappointing first four weeks of anyone on the team. And as bad as the defense was week two and week three, I feel confident saying that. He was terrible. Wow. Chris Hogan's very hurt right now. I just want you to know he's in his coast cost his ghost costume right now and he's crying. <laughs> and he's got his lacrosse stick and he's curling he's out there curling. <laughs> yeah, Chris Hogan's a fucking He's a lax bro, so he. I don't think he cares what I'll say. <laughs> all right, man. I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna slander Chris Hogan anymore because you just did. You just did it all. But you know what? Yeah, I think I feel like you're covering your ass because you slandered Sony. I came I can't at hate you for everyone. slandering Sony. I came at you for slandering Sony, and now you want to slander Hogan. Well, you just. But did. you know, you, took the you know their receipts. Mouth. I would I would slander him too. I sl- I would slander Hogan too. You would sl- all right. I want that on the record. I would slander Bryson Hogan. Would slander I just Hogan. said I just said he's been dressing up as a ghost. How is that not slander? Well, I mean, that could be a joke, right? Like, like oh, his oh. fucking play because he blows. You fucking <laughs> okay. suck, Hogan. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. He's had. He's had like four catches that haven't come in garbage <laughs> time through the first month of the season. Fucking scrub. Garbage. Complete garbage. Brady's favorite target. Head ass. <laughs> Brady's favorite target. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon gets to New England 12 days ago, plays 18 snaps. Brady targets him, I think, two more times than he targets Hogan. Come on. We love it. Brady's favorite. Brady trusts Hogan. <laughs> yeah, to to lose in one-on-one matchups because he cannot win them. All right, man. But the good news about this is that it's Indy Week, and you know what that means. 
The squirrel. I mean, the squirrel. There's so many squirrels on campus today, by the way, and every one of them look like Julian Edelman. The squirrel is oh. back. We fucking love. The- I'm so excited for this game. Julian oh, Edelman's man. return, it- baby. <laughs> I, I can't even express it. I, it's been I don't know why I thought the game half. was in Indy. I thought the game was in Indy. I don't know why, but when I saw the game was in New England, I just imagined him running out of a tunnel, leading the team out. I'm I'm not going to lie. I get – I'm aroused. Okay, I'm aroused <laughs> by the thought of watching Julian Edelman play in a meaningful football game. I really wanted to go. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I really want it again. Just can't do it. It's on Thursday night. I got to be in bed. I have class School. Friday. Yeah. You're student. a good student. Fuck. Actually, awesome. speaking, of, speaking of that today, fun fact, I finished the test today, and I finished my test, and uh, the guy's name's Dr. Greg. We call him Dr. Greg. He said, hold on, Brayson. He looked on his laptop. I'm standing in front of the class after turning my test. He's, he has a list of the fastest times people have finished his exams, and he's like, that's the fastest time anyone has ever finished this exam in the 20 years I've been teaching this class. So, your boy, smart. 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 Wicked smart. Very smart. So, I'm not nice. going to the game. So, I'm going to watch it at home. But I'm still so excited for this game. <laughs> and it really sucks that Indy kind of isn't that good. because I disagree. I disagree. Uh, it kind of sucks. I think the buildup would be better. We're going to clobber the fuck out of Indy. We're going to claw. You know what? Indy's probably going to be without maybe their two best defensive players. One of them, an expatriate, undrafted free agent corner, because of course, Kenny Moore. Shout out Kenny Moore. Uh, he's hurt. Darius Leonard, who's their uh, rookie middle linebacker, got hurt yesterday. Foot injury. He has been an absolute stud. Uh, if you don't believe me, just Google his stats. So, like, some out of a video game. Um, and then T.Y. Hilton's probably going to be out for Indy, too. So, it's going to be kind of like a watered-down version of the Colts. But, to be fair, the Pats probably won't have Gronk. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And Indy's coming off of, like, a 70-minute overtime game. And they have to travel That's to it. New England. Lost in overtime. And also, to couple with that, five games Patriots have played against Andrew Luck. They've allowed 20 points per game, and they've scored 45 <laughs> points per game. And Andrew Luck completes 52% of his passes, has more interceptions than touchdowns. Absolutely insane. 6.6 yards per attempt, 281 yards, probably most of them in garbage time, I would imagine. And yep. And – and also, a couple with that, Andrew Luck's arm. Like, they had to put someone else in to throw a Hail Mary the other day. But he's Luck not, looked great yet. Just to be fair, he's, Luck he's, looked, he's looked, looked good. great yesterday. He's looked good, yeah. but he's not, he's not throwing deep, though. Yeah. I mean, if, Luck, if Luck's shoulder was an issue, and if, let's say, they wanted to rest him on a short week, he could have gotten Brissett Brady. Wow. Could have wow. gotten that. And I'm not wishing I'm not wishing injury on luck. I don't want to be misconstrued there, not at all. But Brissett Brady, how long do you think their post game hug lasts? I think they're still chilling, talking on the field, like half an hour after the game. Yeah, I think they walk up to each other. Jacoby instantly makes Brady laugh. He instantly laughs out loud. <laughs> we, he gets that on tape. 
probably. For sure. For sure. Brady <laughs> loves him. Brady loves him. Brissett loves Brady. It's sad. Now we have Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the other thing about Indy is surprisingly, there's a number one red zone offense. Well, yeah, it's and your looks like they have like they have sneaky weapons. I would say yeah. that's what I would call them. Yeah, Andrew, like you said, Andrew Luck's been really good. He's he has been really good, great in the red zone. They don't have a very good running game. Ty Hilton's out. That really sucks. I think I think the Patriots are the Patriots is going to do what they did. It's going to it's probably going to be similar to the Watson game plan, if I had to guess. Except for yeah. you're not going to have to bracket a guy like Hopkins, so it's going to be a little bit easier in the secondary. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I think what I meant when I said India has sneaky weapons, like Eric Ebron is good. Yeah. He's just, he's a tough cover. He's a good sort of big slot receiver, tight end, whatever you want to call him. It's semantics. Um, Jack Doyle, Luck really trusts him. He's kind of, if I had to compare him to someone from another team who we faced recently, I would say Cam Brait from Tampa Bay where he's just a smart player, gets open, um, won't necessarily scare you, but uh, still just a solid solid presence for Luck. He's really going to miss the game-breaking ability at Hilton, though, because Hilton opens everything up for that offense. Just his ability as a vertical threat is – it's almost Brandon Cooks-like, to be honest and might be a little better, might be a little worse than Cooks. They're the same level of player. And not having to deal with that is going to be just a huge, huge boon to the defense. Um, in terms of their running backs, they rotate them a lot. Um, the guy that would scare me the most is Naheem Hines. I don't know if I said it right. Uh, they're a rookie from NC State. Patriots worked them out uh, before the draft. Got back, great pass catcher. Um if he's on an island with Landon Roberts, I'm scared. <laughs> Though Landon Roberts might not play, but still, point stands. Um, it's not like we don't want to overlook Indy, but at the same time, their weapons, uh, they're not on the same level as, let's say, definitely not Detroit, but probably not Miami either. Yeah, for sure. And, and ideally, with Edelman back, the Patriots probably score quickly, start out fastly. And you force oh, yeah. you force the Colts to have to just stick to this passing game, which has been really the blueprint in years past. And just outscoring the Colts early, making making them one dimensional, taking away the run game completely, and just forcing turnovers from Andrew Luck. And I think that's what's going to happen in this game too. Yeah, I think like I'm willing to bet someone, uh, some Avi bet or some stupid some stupid like that, that the Pats will score on their first drive. Um especially if Krog plays, because Tom is just going to come out fired up. I think Edelman will have probably five catches in his first two drives. Um, it'll be, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely get out to a fast start. Uh, you'll see the impact of having Edelman out there immediately. And the offense should, even without Kronk, should be able to put up points in this game. And I, and I would say it's a short week, but we could probably estimate that Josh Gordon's snap count goes up maybe eight to ten snaps. Maybe he plays like 20, 30 snaps this game, especially with Gronk out, maybe. Like, I could see it, but at the same time, I think the hamstring 
on a short week, I don't know how much they push that. Because if you saw Jeff Darlington's report, they didn't think he'd be ready physically to play uh, yesterday. So I think that hamstring is still an issue. And with such a short week, I'm not sure if they might take it a little easier um, with them this game than they did uh, even against Miami. Like, he'll still play some. But really, I think the guys that are banged up, it may be the goal is just to get them ready for, for Kansas City. Treat this kind of like a mini-buy or a game where they can just get by with uh, limited personnel options. Yeah, especially Gronk. I know it says he's not that serious, but he still rolled his ankle and went out and left the game. And as someone who's rolled ankle... their ankle 2,000 times, if you, if you have a hurt ankle and you play on a hurt ankle, it's no good, man. It's no good. That. Exactly, and it's been nagging him, too. Yeah, just sit him. Yeah, and, the you know, the Leonard Fournette injury from ye- uh, from yesterday where he came back too soon from a hamstring pull and he re-aggravated it, like, that's kind of the, my reasoning for trying to be very cautious with um, with Gordon, with Gronk. If these guys, if you play them too early coming off injury, it's just – it can nag you for the whole season and the Patriots have bigger fish to fry and, and end game that they can reach that they can't reach without a guy like Gronk, but they can get by for like a game or two here and there uh, with Gronk either very limited or not playing at all. Yeah, for sure. And talking about how the the Patriots are going to attack the Colts, I would say their secondary is putrid, like like you just said with Kenny Moore out. They have a below average run defense, but I think their D line's a little bit underrated. They're still not great. I, overall, I don't think there'll be much resistance to the Patriots scoring, and I'll probably bet Pats Pats by ten. Yeah, I think you're right about that. They have like sneaky talent on the defense, but. With Moore out, with Leonard out, uh, it just takes such a significant hit because they're not deep at all. Their safeties, Hooker and uh, Gat- and Gathers, Gathers, they're both pretty good. Uh, Jabal Sheard is maybe their best player on the front seven. I don't know. Um, and, yeah, the, really, it's what you just said. The Patriots shouldn't have much trouble scoring the ball in this game and moving the ball. And another thing about the Colts, their defense has played 80 snaps in two consecutive games. And they're without two of their best players. Maybe they're two best players on that side of the ball. And now they are on a short week in New England. That's just, it's a tough spot to be in for them. They're going to get absolutely smacked. Absolutely smack. And Josh McDaniels is going to take all the all little secrets he learned from being in Indy. Those, he was – what was he, the head coach of Indy for like five minutes? Yeah, he was he, the HC of the IND for five minutes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So This is definitely setting up to be a huge Patriots Thursday night football smackdown. Like I would not be – like would you be shocked if, if this was like 45 to 7? Um, I would not be shocked. Be, I would no. I would be more shocked if it was like twenty three to twenty. I I think the Patriots are going to score. I just 
I have a tough time figuring out what to do with the Colts offense, to be totally honest with you. I know they won't have Hilton, but eh, they like they could throw out some weird game plan with uh, Doyle and Ebron playing every snap, going to some like weird 22 personnel packages. I don't know. I could see Frank Reich getting creative, but that being said, yesterday Frank Reich's creativity led to them going for it on fourth and two with 30 seconds left in overtime from their own 40. So Frank Reich being creative might not be the worst thing in the world for the Patriots. What a moron. The, absolute, the worst thing that could happen to the Patriots is Frank Wright looks at some high school tape and decides to run a high school offense against the Patriots. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And that's, like, that's, what's, that's what's scary because, like I said, they have so many weird skill players. Their receivers without Hilton, their top two were Chester Rogers and Ryan Grant. Like, <laughs> I think Philip Dorsett and Chris Hogan from Detroit might be an upgrade over those guys. Seriously. Um, they have bad receivers, but their tight ends are Doyle and Ebron. They're both good. Their threats as pass catchers. Hewitt has done some stuff um, in the past for Cincinnati. And all of their backs essentially are dual threats. So if they come out and they just they run some unconventional um, shit and put up and they go up like 10 nothing in the game, would I be shocked? No, not at all. Yeah, me either. I would say Patriots 38, Colts 23. I would say Patriots 34, Colts 17. We just love it. Both of us have the Patriots cover. Big time game on Thursday night. My favorite game of the week. You got you guys can just cry about it for me. It's the best game <laughs> of the week. Tom Brady agrees with you, by the way. He likes it. He gets the mini buy after. He gets to drink all sorts of kale shakes and and play with Benny Brady afterwards. He gets a mini buy. He says that veteran players don't have to practice much. Little subtle shot at Bill. <laughs> love to see that. Just love it. Um, and, yeah, I, also another thing, John Simon revenge game. Ooh. The Colts did him dirty. And they – like, I'll go into the backstory a little bit. John Simon was probably their best front seven defender last – last year and um, the Colts come in they change their scheme defensively and they immediately know just from the get-go that John Simon's probably not a good scheme fit and they hold on to him all offseason and there's rumors like I didn't get I didn't come up with the John Simon idea like out of thin air or out of my ass there were rumors out of Indy that uh, it's not a great fit he's still playing really well but uh, he doesn't fit what they want to do, and they want to go with some young guys, and they keep him all off season, all of training camp. They work his ass off throughout the preseason and all those games, and they cut him at roster cuts. Don't give him time to find a new home. Now he gets to play him Thursday night. John Simon, I'm predicting at least one sack. At least two. He's getting two. Ooh. He was close to two. He almost had two. Almost had three, actually, the other night. He's getting two. Our boy, John Simon. Our boy. Tackles. Title talk favorite. Tackling future Patriots quarterback, Andrew Luck. Who? Or future Patriots quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. 
<laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, man. Is there anything we missed? Um, we're just so pumped for this game. Uh, is there anything we missed? Um, Julian Edelman is back. Didn't miss that. I just wanted to throw that out there again. Because Julian Edelman's back. I haven't seen him play a real game of football since February 5th of 2017. I was in 11th grade. My goodness. Uh, yeah, it is a long time, man. It's a long time. And with with Gordon, you figure that, Ju- that Julian probably mo- moves inside a lot more than he's been in years past. We love to see that. His production is going to go up. Or without Dola, even. Yeah. It's, it's, not even, it's not even a Gordon thing. I think just the fact that when they go to 11, they don't have Amendola anymore. Uh, I think that'll be what moves Edelman inside. Maybe they move Hogan inside, though, because he can't seem to get open no, on the boundary. So. They, they move Hogan to the inactive list. Oh, well, we would not hate that. Yeah, would we... not hate a Hogan healthy scratch just to validate everything we just said. <laughs> no, no, we definitely wouldn't. But thanks, thanks for coming on the pod, man. Can't wait for this Thursday night. Pats are absolutely going to smoke the Colts. You can just go ahead and put it on record right now. Just bet all your money on Pats minus 10. Just go ahead and do it. You can do that. Or you could watch the game, not bet on it, and not have um, the, the remorse I know you feel every Sunday and Saturday. Now that you're a degenerate. <laughs> we kind of hate it. We really... we, yeah, we, we hate that. <laughs> By the way, I just want to throw one thing out there. Brett Pats coming on the pod. Brett Pats. Friday after the game. Yeah, check out Brett, our boy Brett Patriots coming on the podcast. After, right Brett after. Patriots, what's his last name? We're not going to say his last oh, name no. on the pod. We're not oh, going to say it. Oh, that's not, that's not, that's not, a, Okay. We're not. We're not going to put him out. We we're not going to put to come his out. last name is Pat. His last name is Pats. It's Brett his last Pats. name is Pats. We, and we stand with him. We stand with he's Brett a, Pats. He's a diehard. His last he, he changed his last name to Pats. <laughs> yeah, we love to see it. Can't wait to get Brett on the pod. Make sure to look. Be on the lookout for that one. We're going to get those. I stand with Brett Pats shirts, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> stand with Brett Pats. All right, man. <laughs> All right, man. See you later, buddy. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> And now, boys, I'm joined by Connor Boris of Pat Chat, one of the faves, one of my faves of Pat Chat. What's going on, Connor Boris? No, uh, just having a great time. Uh, got to witness some pure domination yesterday, live and in person. Uh, then I get home, my buddy texts me about the uh, race because yes, I watch racing. Uh, says the finish for the race is going to be crazy and. Watch the last lap and my two most hated drivers ever uh, wreck each other in the final corner and my favorite <laughs> driver wins. And I was just, I was laughing at them wrecking and all of a sudden I see my favorite driver win. It was just fantastic. Just made the day even better. That sounds amazing, bro, but definitely not as amazing as the Patriots point out the 38 to 7 on the Dolphins, which definitely wasn't expected. I, I bet on the Patriots to win by 7 but I wasn't expecting the Dolphins to literally not do shit after our defense was absolutely disgusting to the last, for the first couple weeks. I don't – I mean, to me, the, the changes kind of look – kind of just look like everyone actually looking like they know how to play football and playing assignment football and doing what they're supposed to do. 
What do you think? Like, did Bill wake up? Was he in a coma? Uh, I don't know what to tally up to because even a Landon Roberts had an out-of-body experience yesterday. <laughs> now he wound up getting hurt. <laughs> but even Landon Roberts looked like he could play football yesterday. I, th- I think the team's been stealing from Edelman's HGH or whatever it was, PED the, stash. The deer antler. Yeah, they've been all they've been all taking deer antler and HGH, especially high tower. He didn't look like slow tower yesterday, because that was really good. Yeah, he didn't he look, look like, like an swap or nose tackle. <laughs> I love it when we, when I get on a podcast and just absolutely eviscerate someone in the next game they look good. It's yeah, just, it's just it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and, I call and up, I call Roberts the linebacker Jordan Richards, and he goes out and plays decent football. Well, like we were saying, I mean Roberts has really good measurables, and like for stretches, especially in the first year he played here, he played really good because he, had, like I said, he has really good measurables. He's just kind of stupid. Yeah, he's just kind of stupid from what I've seen his mistakes. <laughs> He's just kind of dumb, so I don't think you're wrong about that. He can definitely play good in stretches, so I don't think you're totally wrong about that. I I don't want to root for the guy to play bad, but it's just I don't want him on my team. I'd rather have <laughs> someone else. <laughs> the problem is Nick Grigsby got in the game, and he didn't look particularly well from what I saw in a couple of plays. No, he did not. Who the hell knows? JC Jackson looked good. Yeah, uh, yeah, Gronk's favorite, J.C. Jackson, looked good, which was really good to see. Crossin was absolutely deplorable for the first couple couple preseason games and the game he played last week, so he's not ready yet. So I'm glad that they made the move to J.C. Jackson because he played good. And also, Jason McCourty is definitely stepping up into the number two role, which is what you just love to see. I know I'm I, an Eric I think fan you hate to I, see I, it because Eric Rowe. No, no. I, I I admitted actually before the season that GMAC was better, but I, I like I like Eric Rowe specifically more on in a matchup basis. But I think what they need to do from Rowe from here on out is just mat, like I said, matchup basis. There's a tight end. If there's two tight end sets, you can put Rowe on a tight end and Chung on the other one. Or there's like a bigger slot receiver, you can put Rowe on him. But just stick GMAC on the outside and leave him alone because he's been really good. Yeah. Uh, J-Mac's a smarter football player than Rowe, for sure. Yeah, he's allowed, like, four yards a catch, which is, like, actually stupid. Yeah, he he's not a – he do, he's not the fastest uh, anymore, at least, but he uses his brain to make up for it. Unlike Jordan Richards, who, who looks like the – if you were beamed down from, like, alien space and you just, like, saw Jordan Richards, you'd probably think he was the greatest football player of all time because of the way he looks. But he's actually, like, really stupid and can't play football. So he's the opposite of that. <sighs> Got to hate it. <laughs> you absolutely do hate it. But how about Josh Gordon, man? What do you think? Um, I think that, to me, he looked – I don't know. You're the Josh Gordon fan. To me, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but he looked he looked a little slimmer, which I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because he, he looked awesome, and his play was awesome. He looked a little slimmer, but his play was awesome. Brady trusts him. Brady said that he trusts him. He's been working really hard, and I think it's only a matter of time before uh, – Alonzo talked about Josh Gordon being unleashed, but I think the more snaps he gets, he's going to unleash himself because Brady trusts him, and he's going to go to him, and he's always going to be up. And, like, those little slant routes – where he's just wide open, like don't take that for granted because watch another Patriots receiver watch a slant route. Just, just watch. 
and yep. see what happens because they're bl- absolutely blanket. And he almost took one to the house. It, he almost scored on both the catches he got. The first one, I thought he was going to muscle his way in there. And then um, in the third quarter, that uh, slant, I almost had a stroke because I thought he was going to break free and take that to the house. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I don't know if you saw this or we talked about it, but there was actually a prop on Mike on my bookie, and it's and it was said, "Will Josh Gordon you, this season use a touchdown celebration where he uses the football?" And as rolls puff, puff, puff pass. Yeah, puff, puff, pass. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure everyone's on their fucking heels for that one. That's that's definitely a no. <laughs> I think Bill would I think Bill would kill Josh Gordon if he ever Yeah, that's that. that's a, that's a big no. That's not gonna happen here. <laughs> I wonder if Bill I wonder if Bill saw that and actually talked to Josh Gordon about it. Now listen here, Josh. We've been hearing some talk about the. I, I don't think Josh Gordon's thing. that stupid. <laughs> no, he's not. But I don't know why the hell this is a prop bet. That's what I want to know. Why would you make this a prop bet? Like that's so. It's so specific. Easy money on no man. <laughs> so easy, so easy, man. And a, another thing that actually I hate to see is kind of related. Patriots is the Lions sucking again and losing to the fucking Cowboys. After the Patriots just got eviscerated by the Lions. It's a new week, but still, we just hate to see that. Now, I do hate to see it, but as far as the offense goes and the way it was operating last week compared to this week, you could just see when Gordon was in the game, good things was hap- were happening compared to when he was off the field. Because uh, the safety couldn't cheat as much over to Grunk. He had to keep an eye on Gordon if he was going to go deep and just he couldn't automatically go to number 87 he had to at least keep an eye on gordon yeah for sure that that is a specimen he's absolutely he's only 27 i know a lot of people talked about if he still had it but the dude every the dude has played drunk and high and has absolutely eviscerated top cornerbacks he came back from two years of not playing to absolutely eviscerate casey hayward and now and now of once he's unleashed it's absolutely over it's just absolutely over. It's over. Edelman, Josh Gordon, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, like, it, it's over. It's a big thing that Brady already trusts him enough for the first drive yeah. that he's on the field. He throws to him on third and six. That's big. It, it definitely is big because another thing that's actually big is it's Halloween, but it got started early because Chris Hogan is already dressing up as a ghost. He's very <laughs> spooky. Uh, Dom? Where you at, bro? <laughs> Dom, where the fuck? He's a low-end uh, number one, bro. <laughs> He's a fucking mid-tier three, you clown. <laughs> at best. At literal best. Yep. I think he just, needs, he just needs to take up lacrosse again. That's yeah. about time. Fucking the major league lacrosse needs to get back up in there. I mean, the team – I think the team – prefers Dorsett at this point. And once once Edelman comes back, Gronk's healthy, then you would have Gordon, Edelman, Dorsett, and Hogan's kind of the odd man left out. And it, you also have Patterson. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do. It's going to be really interesting to see who the inactives are for those games. So what is it now? Three of Brady's four picks this season have been why targeting Dorsett. 
Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's not a particularly good stat. Uh but both of them yesterday, I thought the first one was just a terrible read, but then as you watch it again, it, it the defender really did make a good play. Could have made a better read, but it was a great play. And then the second one cuz I'm at the game, I wasn't really paying attention to Brady. I was paying attention where the ball was in the air. Brady got clobbered on that play on the second pick. Yeah, he did. He, so, he really did. So I wasn't I, really worried about that pick now anymore. It's just he's trying to force something. He was just trying to get the ball off. He was trying to do his best uh, Peyton Manning stat pad and impression <laughs> at the end of the game there. <laughs> I think the, the thing about Brady is, and like you can say if I'm wrong, I don't know, but I think Brady, he, well, number one, he's anticipating no one's getting open. And number two, he's not. He's not moving in the pocket like he normally does. Like we, Brady has been in the past couple of years since 2014, just really inventive with his feet, being able to move around in the pocket and avoid avoid the rush. But it just seems like he's he's kind of just standing now. He's not really moving a whole lot. I don't know if you noticed that. I have seen him standing around a little more, but I don't think that's a huge issue. Like last week in the Lions game, he did. He had a couple plays where he extended it in the pocket right. rolling out and people still couldn't get open. I mean, why would you, why would you waste your time rushing, rushing around in the pocket when you have Chris Hogan on the number one corner? Yeah. Like, w- like what's going to happen? It, I mean, it doesn't excuse his pocket presence this year, but uh, just the big one last week was the lines where he extended the play to like 10 seconds and everybody was still just blanketed. Like it, it's not even worth it. No. And now we're actually just really excited for this week. Thursday night football, favorite game of the week. Pats, Colts. Colts coming off of an overtime 70-minute loss. They're coming to Foxborough, and they're going to be just the type of medicine the Patriots need because the Patriots are in danger going one and three. They absolutely eviscerated the Dolphins, and now they get the banged-up T.Y. Hilton-less Colts at home off a 70-minute overtime game. They're going to absolutely demolish the Colts. Yeah, um, it's their first um, time back in Foxborough since the ideal the gas gate. game. The ideal oh, game. the Slategate revenge game. That's a good point. Yep. Do you so, think Tom Brady remembers? Do you think? I mean, they, they beat him in the first revenge game, I guess, but then Brady still ended up getting suspended. But there could be a little chip on his shoulder because he ended up having to serve it. Ooh, that's a good point. I wonder if Brady actually has sat down this week and thought about that. I think that's always on on the back of his mind, honestly. I think it really is, too. He that's just, a good point. Brady's going to get for railroaded by the league the way he did. Yeah, man. Uh, Brady is uh, Brady is going to eviscerate him. And our boys, our boy Sonny Michelle, the cross-eyed freak, actually looked decent. Sunday, so I, I would assume he's going to get a heavy workload Thursday and look decent once again on this putrid, disgusting Colts linebacking core with the injuries they have. Yeah, I think he's going to get a really big workload, and he he's probably going to have a big game. He'll get another hundred yard day. Yeah, we actually, we love to see it every time. So Sony Michelle could rush for three yards, and someone in past chat would be uh, tweeting me, "Is this a bust?" <laughs> how do you like that one bryson how do you like that run uh he had a he had a score which i mean it was a good play but he had a score where Dwayne allen 
absolutely lays out, showing his $3.8 million contract in one play, absolutely lays out the edge. And then Trent Brown opens the lane up. Opens the lane up. Yeah, but Sony Michelle was untouched for a touchdown. Everyone was like, what? What are you going to say now, Bryson? And I was like, okay, you're right. No other back in the NFL could make that Although I did see, I think he had close to 70 of his yards yesterday were after contact. Yeah, he had a good game. He really, he really looked a lot better. I thought, he, I thought his vision was a lot better. He looked he, faster. Yeah, he, he, he was making cuts. That was the big thing. He was cutting at a good level, and he, he was, definitely was not doing that in, against Detroit or Jacksonville. I don't know if you saw on uh, James White's touchdown when he scored, but Josh Gordon ran up to him and started doing his dance. <laughs> nah. Yeah, Gordon. Kinda, he did the James Gordon, White dance. Yeah, Gordon started doing the dance a little bit with him. Well, uh, Tom, I don't. Was Josh Gordon there when Tom Brady was doing the dance? He was, wasn't he? Tom Brady did that in practice. So yeah, he I think did that's a practice. running joke now. Everyone's gonna make fun of James White for his celebration. We love it. <laughs> and th- that still shot of that throw, where where as soon as Brady throws it, like how how in the hell is that pass complete? Dude, I thought he was throwing that away. The arc on that ball was, was crazy. Ridiculous. It looked like a punt. Yeah. It, I was like, oh, he's just throwing it away. And nope, just drops it in white slap. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really, really incredible. Really, one of, the, one of the better throws from Brady this season, definitely for sure. He's been good, not elite. But I think he'll, he's going to step it up this week. Yeah, with Edelman back, coming, he, coming he's, back. Got a, he's got someone he can rely on. Josh Gordon's just going to keep getting better. And then that'll take as much coverage away from Gronk. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't, I'm not sure Gronk plays this week. I don't think we'll need him. But I, with, I don't think we should play him. I think no get resting. get Gordon and uh, Edelman going and feed Michelle and just go on to Casey with a healthy Gronk. Yeah, for sure. This Thursday night game, and the the good thing about this Thursday night game, not only are they bringing up the banged up, sucky Colts that they've beat with an average margin of 20 points over the past five games. But then they get the mini bye week for KC, which is huge because it's one of the bigger bigger games of this season, especially for the defense, because Patty Mahomes has been absolutely lighting everyone up. He's playing tonight. We're going to see if he can, keep, he can keep it up, but he makes me really nervous. I hope he doesn't keep it up. <laughs> I hope he doesn't either. I hope that fat slob Andy Reid does something stupid. I want him to come down to earth. Because this isn't sustainable at all. I and I just don't like him. I don't know why. I just don't like. He him. sounds like Kermit He's, the yeah, Frog. Yeah, he, he sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> he sounds like Kermit the Frog. There's this. There's just like a couple rules that I have in life. Like number one, you can't be a top five running back if you're cross-eyed. And number two, you can't be a top <clears throat> five quarterback. You, you can't be a top five quarterback if you sound like Kermit the Frog. Like name another, you can't. Uh, it's that's terrible. not. That's, you've heard of quarterback face, but there's also a quarterback voice, and he definitely doesn't have that. Fucking, and going back to Pat's chat, you fucking Kirk Cousins haters. Dude throws for four twenty two, and it's his fault they lose because they can't stop a nosebleed. That defense is ass. That defense is really ass. Has has laws. Has a lot of names, but those guys are they are slow. They like they just they're fielding like ten Dante Hightowers out there. Yeah, I it's am no longer disgusting. afraid. I am hey, no longer afraid of them. 
Hey, by the way, I was the one. I was one of the ones saying Kirk Cousins is not a bad quarterback. So, yeah, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, and he's shown it this year. He's thrown for a ton of yards. He hasn't made a bunch of mistakes, and he's thrown for a bunch of touchdowns. He had the bad Bills game, but that was just the whole team. Yeah, for sure. And something else to look for on Thursday Night Football is, by the way, I don't know if you know this, Julian Edelman coming back, like we just said five times. Gotta love can it. You believe, gonna be there can you for believe? His return. That's gonna be fucking awesome. It's been like a year and a half since we've seen Julian Edelman. Since fucking Super Bowl Fifty One, man. It's that's absolutely wild. I really wanted to come to the game, but I have I have class Friday. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I got to be an academic. Why don't you just quit school like me? because i have no other skills like i don't have any skills so i'm like i have to i have to at least have a degree to show that i might like i can pretend like i have skills i mean i mean you can be a trash man and make like a grand a week like me but be miserable (laughs) yeah i don't think i would be good at that either i I think matt patricia would be good at that or bill belichick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bill Belichick is the best trash man in Massachusetts, probably. I fucking wake he's, he's up. Way, I wake up every morning at five. You. Wake up every morning at five. Sit on the edge of my bed for five minutes and say, "What the fuck, <laughs> bro?" Bill Belichick collect, collects trash way better than you. Just look at him. Just look at the roster. Yeah, no fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or the people he's drafted the past five years. Oh man, you just you just hate to see it. I'm glad they're playing better, and I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle of the lines and the Dolphins game. But at least they're showing signs of improvement because I really I really did think that this was going to be a huge test for the Patriots. The way the Dolphins could threaten them horizontally and the deep threats and the speed, but the Dolphins just went up there and took a shit. They just actually yeah, took a shit. They man and the Patriots them. played well. Yeah, the Patriots played really well. And the offense still isn't clicking on all cylinders, so that's which is that's good. Just, that's that's a good thing. Brady's not going to keep making the mistakes, forcing the ball now that Edelman's back. It so it's going to just keep getting better. Uh, Boris over under Julian Edelman concussions for Thursday night set at one and a half. What are you taking? <laughs> concussions. <laughs> Hopefully none. <laughs> There's gonna be there's gonna be a I'm gonna predict there's at least two hits where you go, what the fuck? <laughs> is Joey Nelman gonna get up from that? Because Tom Brady is gonna be so excited to have Joey Nelman back. Yeah, and he's just gonna fucking throw him a hospital ball. <laughs> he's gonna throw him a, a Peyton Manning yeah, hospital which, ball. Which I think that's one of Edelman, one boom. of Brady's best skills is not throwing people hospital balls. Yeah, it really is actually. It's prolonged the careers of guys like Danny Amendola, and I mean, think of how many thinking of how many hospital balls prime Peyton Manning would have thrown to Brandon Cooks. Cooks would have been out of the league in like five games. The only receiver that Brady really throws hospital balls to is Gronk. It's yeah, Gronk. Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You just hate to see that. Yeah, you do hate to see it. But. <laughs> The the crappy thing, the good thing about Gronk's injury is that he has this little mini buy, gets his rest, play against KC because we're gonna 
the Pats are going to definitely need him. I think they'll they'll handle Indy with easy with ease Thursday night. I think they'll win by at least ten. It'll be a Julian Edelman coming out party. He's going to come out of the tunnel, and the stadium is going to absolutely fucking explode for once. All those over fifty year old uh, people are going to actually they're going to actually explode, and you're going to be at the helmet. Yeah, I'm going to fucking explode. Fucking, I had all those fucking fifty year olds staring at me the other day. Every time Josh Gordon uh, caught the ball, <laughs> I'm just going crazy like Flash. And they're looking at me. They're like, <laughs> the pothead. <laughs> Please settle down, young one. This man was suspended it for is... two years for illegal drugs. <laughs> and you're rooting for him. How dare you? <laughs> oh, man. I love we love it we love it Boris and Mech's gonna be there. You met Mech? That was, that I was did. great. I'm sure. Chai was a little upset that we didn't take a picture. <laughs> oh man, Mech and now the next thing we need is John. All we have to do is create a body of water and John will show up. <laughs> the water merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest rivalry in sports: Belichick versus drafting, or Cam versus John. Whenever he talks about water, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Cam and John. <laughs> oh shit! All right, man. What what's your what's your score prediction for this week? You know, last time I predicted a score, it didn't go so well. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna predict a Patriots win. Wow, he's really putting himself out there, guys. <laughs> I said I said thirty eight to twenty three, but I, I'm really feeling forty one. I think forty one's a number. I don't care if Gronk doesn't doesn't play; it doesn't matter. With Julian Edelman's on this on this team and on the field, and with Josh Gordon, and with the cross eyed looking decent, and Trent Brown protecting Tom Brady, and the fat slob Marcus Cannon being healthy. It's abs- you just absolutely love to you see know, it. They're going to absolutely explode. I'll put course. myself out there. 28-17. 28? Come on, Connor Boris. Hey, last time I went way over. So, <laughs> I'm going to do the prices right and not go over. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because I actually said if, – if I think Alonzo said that I said – I don't think I said this. He said I said – if Sony Michelle is good, I'll eat a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> because he's cross-eyed. There's just no way anyone that's cross-eyed can be good at football. I hope he proves us wrong. Okay. I would just like to say that I don't I don't mind Sony Michelle on my team. Like I like having Sony Michelle on my team, but I don't like drafting a running back in the first round. Okay. Is that a problem, guys? It's not a it's not a huge problem for me. Yeah, I'm the same way. Although I think Sony Michelle He'll definitely be better than that other idiot who danced in the backfield, Lawrence Maroney. <laughs> and he's he's definitely he's already better than the concussion merchant Stephen Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually looking decent his the year he blew out his knee. Just absolutely got wrecked that year. <laughs> I think I think that moment in Pat's history where Stephen Ridley gets ear-holed by Bernard Pollard and fumbles the ball. That's a really sad moment for me. Oh, God. It's one of the sadder ones. Got knocked out. 
Akib Talib. I think Akib Talib got hurt on the drive before on defense, and then and then Stephen Ridley gets fucking ear hold and dies. <laughs> the state of the team where Stephen Ridley gets hurt, and you're like, oh well, we're fucked. Yeah, Akib Talib just got hurt, and Steve Stephen Ridley's got brain soup, and <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, just can't be having uh, Sony Michelle get any more. Uh head injuries he's cross-eyed he can't have a he can't be having brain soup yeah he's probably susceptible he, to them with his cross-eyedness he probably you know, like attracts them or something. i want to see him take one good hit maybe it'll knock his eyes straight <laughs> he's at the post-game presser and his eyes are straight Everyone's all like, of a sudden fuck? next What's week he rushes for fucking 300 yards i i yeah i i just want to say sony michelle the problem with Sonny Michelle catching – see, he can hit the holes. and He can hit the holes with ease because he's cross-eyed. He can see everything. But the problem with catching the balls is when you turn around, there might be like three or four balls coming at your face. You don't know what that – you don't know what that's like. <laughs> you can't see the balls coming, man. It's tough. I would, We're gonna ease I would up. like to see them try to get him involved in the passing game again this week now that he probably built some confidence last week or yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, last week it was last. Last, week. we're on to the next week yeah. now. Yes, it was. Because we're on to we're on to Indy. <laughs> yeah, we're on to Indy, man. All right, Boris. Anything else you want to say on this podcast? You can slander absolutely any, anyone at this moment in time. I'm gonna give my one last fuck Bill Belichick. Need one per podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you had to say. I want to say. Uh, I want to say fuck you, Matt Chatham, because Matt Chatham sub- just subtweeted me yesterday about Dwayne Allen. Oh, Allen's that clown that Dwayne Allen's on a good contract. <laughs> yeah, I just want him to start a team and pay a tight end $3.8 million. Yeah. We love it. A tight end that's Dwayne Allen, who doesn't do anything else besides block. And by the way, almost lost his job to Ryan fucking Izzo. Do you, know, you guys know who Ryan Izzo is? <laughs> Exactly. You don't know who fucking Ryan is, is, is because he's a trash tight end who can block. Trash can. Just like Dwayne Allen. I think I threw him in the truck today. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Connor Boris or Bill Belichick? We'll never know because they both collect trash <laughs> at an uncharacteristic pace. Don't you dare slander me like that ever again. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on the pod, buddy. No problem. Had a good time.